Welcome to Faith at Eight. I'm Shanna. I'm Jill. We are two friends helping turn your eyes from the world to the Word through candid conversations fueled by Jesus and more Jesus. You know, making our children an idol, and and I think a lot of people don't recognize how easy this can happen, is when we pour all that time, energy, and effort to our children so that they... I don't I just think of when you're always making your schedule around what your children are doing and you stop recognizing you know is my foundation truly God are we showing our children what a Christ-centered um parent is and a Christ-centered marriage is or are we making the entire schedule all about them like if I work out my schedule and the majority of it is the kids activities or doing something about the children we have to be real aware of what is that actually meaning? Yeah. So most of my, my, my calendar is my children because of homeschool um, and just what works for them and stuff like that. So, so don't, when, when Jill says it, don't look at it as a percentage of time. Right. Like, and I think that we can get into that where we're like, oh, well, I spent three hours doing this and only two hours doing this. Um, because I don't think necessarily time and effort and energy is necessarily always equal, mm-hmm. but, um, yes, I, I, I probably had my children more as an idol when they were in private school than they are now uh, at all. But we do get stuck in this thing of, you know, when your children are first born, you are serving them a hundred percent. Don't, they're going to die. Um, you have to feed them. You have to bathe them. You have to change their diapers. Like they are 120% dependent on you. Um, and then our, our culture, we kind of have two things I've noticed going on. We either have a, where we never get out of the serving mode and our kids are like nine, mm-hmm. my kids are six and nine. And I know other women that we, uh, have kids the same age and they're still like, doing, I'm like, like you're, I admit I make pancakes for my kids on Saturday, but then they put them in the toaster all week mainly because mm-hmm. I don't trust there won't be better all over the floor. Like they, like they can do that for themselves. They clean their own bed. Like there's things they can dress themselves. Doesn't mean they match, but they are dressing themselves. So things like that, um, that I have to slowly relinquish that control and I need them to understand. And now I'm in a season of parenting with them. Six and nine is uh, I'm calling it my authoritarian um, season and not because I'm an authority, but like, this is when they start realizing like, they have to respect authority and there's rules and there's, yeah, there's rights and wrongs and you need, you get the choice to make which one. And there's going to be a consequence if you make the wrong ones. So we're in that, that, that phase of life, but I have friends that they're still in the serving phase of life, even though their kids are six and nine. It's like, no, 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 mm-hmm. your kids can do some stuff for themselves. You don't have, like, you have to start giving them that responsibility. And then the other, other end of the culture is, is the opposite of like, oh my gosh, being, a, I can't wait till they're 18 and get out of the house. And like this resentment of, of motherhood and just complaining about motherhood and what it is. God, I get it. Days in my, there was one day this week with homeschooling. I, I honestly thought the anointing was going to leave my body and I was going to lose all, all, resemblance of who I was. And I think I said at one point, like for the love of God. And then I went, is that a curse word? Did I just curse? Like, I don't even, I didn't even know anymore. My brain was like, just think, but so I get it. But are we letting those moments where we really need to step away and be like, okay, how can I serve my children better in this? How, how can I prevent these things from happening? Does my child need consequences? Is that why this is happening? Um, we, we turn it into like, this moment decide, makes the decision that 
all of parenthood is awful and, and stinks and is this and this, and I'm going to complain about my kids. I'm going to complain that that's not speaking life over them either. And it's like, Mm -hmm. there's this, this culture where there's nothing in the middle anymore. And motherhood is in the middle. It, It is it's mundane task. Doing your kid's laundry is mundane, telling them to, to clean their room 365 days a year, and then having to inspect what you expect 365 days is mundane and it's Mm -hmm. tedious and it's boring, but it can be a blessing. um, If we choose to see it as such, because we are raising up the next generation. um, But it also, they're not, my children are not my world. My children are not my bestie. Actually, we had the conversation yesterday with my nine-year-old. I'm like, I am not your friend. I am your mother. I think you're a little confused on our role, role, roles here. But, but they're not my world. They are a part of the, the blessing and the life that God has given me. And God has given me the responsibility of discipling them. But they are not my whole world. My, uh, my son does not rise because of them. And the sun does not set because of them. They are two individuals that are just part of um, a greater vision that God has created. And I think that this goes into a great point of, you know, how are we using our children in some, some areas like this idea that your children are Mm -hmm. supposed to be your best friends? You know, why would you want your children to be your best friend? What need is that filling for you? Because for them, that is not the best relationship that they can have when there is a parent-child role. You have to delineate some boundaries. And when you have a quote-unquote best friendship with your kids, that blurs some lines of, you know, coming in and, and this is right, this is wrong, and there will be consequences. Like I think about my best friends and I can't imagine going to them and saying, you're going to have a consequence. Like that's not, <laughs> it's not what happens in a friendship. But then. um going for, Oh, something just left my head. It'll come back. So maybe it wasn't important in that moment. Um, but I was just thinking more about that, like the labels that we put on these with our kids and and how we think it's supposed to be as a friendship. Oh, what I was going to say is, um, I've seen parents who said they're not going to force beliefs on their children that they want their children to decide what to believe in as they grow older. And I honor people's opinions. I get it because at some point, maybe they had a feeling that something was forced on them. But as parents, we are called to lead our children and train our children and educate our children on the truth. I can't trust that my six-year-old is going to be studying the Bible and understanding the Bible. It is my responsibility to teach my children what the truth is. And I think that when the world has has spoken over, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to influence my children as to what they should believe. No, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to tell your children what the truth is. Mm -hmm. I think this is a really good example. If you are not Christian, you're right. You don't have to teach your kids your beliefs. That's fine. You're not Christian. There's nothing that says you have to. But if you call yourself a Christian, if you say that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, it is commanded in the Bible that you do so. Um, In Old Testament, in Deuteronomy 6, it says, this is 6, 3 through 9. um, Listen, Israel, and be careful to follow them so that you may prosper and multiply greatly because the the Lord, the God of your father, has promised you a land flowing with milk and honey. 
Listen, Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your strength. These words that I am giving you today are to be in your heart. Repeat them to your children. Did I say it slow enough? Talk about them with you. um, Talk about them when you sit in your house and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up, bind them as a sign on your hand and let them be a symbol on your forehead. Write them on the doorpost of your house and on your city gates. And so like my relationship with Christ is just as important to my children as food is to feed them. The Bible tells me that. So just as I make sure they have three meals and one snack every single day, uh, it is my responsibility as a Christian parent to make sure I am discipling to them and they know my relationship with Christ and they know who Christ is in our family. And so, you know, my parents were very much like, hey, like, we want you to make your own choice. That's great. They were non-practice. They were secular. Thank you, mom and dad, for not telling me that I shouldn't be Christian. Um, but but if you call yourself a Christian parent and you're saying that, you are going against God's word. You're going against what he's commanded you to do when he gave you children. Yeah. And that's it's a strong word and idea and to sit back because I'm sure a lot of people just took that whole conversation and sat back and was like, okay, number one, do I identify myself as a Christian parent? And if that answer is, you know what? I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. It's time to get in the word and it's time to study and say, well, you know, what do I want? And that was a moment for me a couple of years ago where I sat back and I was like, I need answers. I need answers as to who God is why am I here? And where am I going after I die? And I wasn't relying on any human to tell me what those answers were. I went to the Bible and I just started studying. And did I use Google? Did I use my friends? Yes. But then I was always guided back to the word for confirmation and clarity. And I think because sometimes we get afraid of the Bible, well, it has so many words and there's hard words in there and I don't really understand it. And you know, why do they kill baby lambs? And we, we get caught up in that. So we don't want to continue through to see the beauty. And we don't also, it can be hard to see that we are sinners and that we're making mistakes. And it can be hard to say, maybe I have to change the way I'm doing things in order to truly be a Christian and walk forward as a Christ-centered parent. And so it's that, you know, are you okay with where you are? Are you okay with that? Or do you actually want to see that change? I want nothing more than for my children to understand what it means to be Christian and to have the, the beauty that awaits because they understand what being a Christian means. And what's interesting is parent Christian parents will say that, oh, but you give your kids all these other opinions you have where they should go to college, if they should go to college, what they should be, what is right, what is wrong. And I love the Barbara Frank quote, when it comes to my children, my greatest goal for them is heaven, not Harvard. If they go to the ladder on their way to heaven, that's great. But if the reverse, but if they reverse the equation, I've failed them. If you are Christian, you believe that the only way through to heaven is through Jesus Christ. Why would you not want to give your children that gift? Why would you, what, like, why, why would you be okay with condemning them to hell? You wouldn't be like, Hey, um, you know, it's up to them if they want to be a drug addict or not. You know, I don't, I don't want them to, to, you would never say that. You know what I mean? Like you would teach them, Hey, 
drugs have consequences and this is what happens. And um, that's someone, one that's very big in our family because um, our family has been impacted by drug addiction, but like my, my children know our stance on those on a very light level because they're six and nine, but as they get older, they'll know. My mother made it very clear to me her stance on those things um, because she wanted to make sure I understood the consequences. Okay, so shouldn't you make sure your kids know the consequences of not following Jesus? You would teach them anything. You would teach them if you were giving them a driver's license. Hey, the consequence of you not paying attention, you could hit someone. You could kill someone. This same thing here, we need to make sure our kids know the consequences of that. And so if we are taking that very lightly, I think it is a good time for reflection. And and I'm not saying that from any place of judgment because friends, once upon a time, I was a little bit more like, well, you know, we go to church and because that's the thing we do. And we'll talk about that more next episode. But um, I, I didn't really truly understand the weight of and the the amount of responsibility I had as a parent to disciple to my children. Um, but once you really truly understand what it means to be a Christian and what God has commanded you to do be as a Christian parent, making, making that, um, a stance in your life is basically shirking your responsibility. Yep. (laughs) I loved this episode because it was like strong, stronger, strongest, bam. Like I just feel, and my hope is that people listen to this and sit back and say, you know what? I can do better in these areas. And, you know, our podcast isn't about shame or guilt. This is about reflection and saying, how do I do better? You know, and that's the same thing, our retreat. It's not about sitting back Mm -hmm. at retreat and be like, oh, these are all the areas I should feel. Shame and guilt is not from God. We want you to be Mm -hmm. able to reflect on what are the habits that I'm doing now? What truly is my foundation and how can I move forward in a direction that actually serves me in that positive, progressive manner that leads me towards being a Christ-centered mother, friend, wife? Yeah. And I think, um, you know, I don't, I know that God is grace and truth. And so a lot of the passion that comes out in these topics, is because we've gotten it wrong mm-hmm. and someone loved us enough to say to you, say to us, Hey girl, <laughs> you're getting this wrong. And yeah. so, so if you know that someone is heading towards the cliff, you're going to yell and be like, there's a cliff ahead. You're about to go over it. You're not going to be like, well, it's their choice. And I don't, I don't want to offend them. Well, they're going to die. They're going to fall off mm-hmm. the cliff if you don't let them know. And so it is, it is, it is coming from a place of, oh girl, I've been there and I've done that. Yeah. And I really hope I can help you just skip over some pain that is not yeah. necessary. Yeah. I think you make an excellent point. All right. Let's pray it out. Father God, we are just so blessed to have such amazing relationships um, from you, Father God, and that that you were the creator of relationships and you created those relationships um, so that we are not on this in this world alone and in this life alone. And so that these relationships can reflect your love, Father God. Um, Thank you for the people that you've put in our circle, Lord. Please help us to be um, disciples to anyone that you do have us in in community with Father God and allow us to serve you well in those communities. Father God, we know that we have gone it so wrong and we have put some of these relationships 
in your place, Father God. Please forgive us for that. And please reveal to us the relationships that we do need to make adjustments in and we need to put in the rightful place. We're so grateful to you and all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget, like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review. We would love that. And thank you so much about being on this journey with us to make heaven crowded. See you later, friends. If you enjoyed today's episode, there's a few things we would love for you to do. Share with a friend, like, and subscribe to our channel on YouTube or Apple Podcast, which has new episodes every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern, or find us live on Instagram on Fridays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Whatever you do, do it in faith.